Hey guys, we wanted to put a disclaimer out there that we recorded this episode prior to hearing about the disrespectful things that were said to Team Indigenous and Black Diaspora Roller Derby. We stand with them and fully support borderless teams skating as representation for their community and culture. We believe that Roller Derby needs to continue to work towards setting a positive example for rejecting racism. In our description, we're going to refer you to links to see both teams' statements as well as ways that you can donate to them. What's up, players, skaters, and everyone else in between? This is Enforcer, and I'm with... Serial Killer! We are a immersive, primarily roller derby-based podcast, where this month we actually have a special guest. We are accompanied by roller derby fanatic, five-time Team USA USAR skater, 2018 JRDA Team USA West player, Thrasher! What's up, Thrasher? Hey, What's up? <laughs> um. So, so tell us a little about yourself. Give us the little, the brief, the rundown. Okay, well, um, my name's Macy normally, but I definitely prefer Thrasher. Um, I've been playing roller derby since I was ten years old. Um, I'm obsessed with it. It's I'm my goal is to make it a career. Um, yeah, no, like I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Shelby and Thrasher were both at BOTUS this past, well, not even weekend. It started on Thursday, a four-day tournament. Um, and just for starters, how was what was it like going to such a big tournament? And what was it? It was 22 teams. How was it being in a building with that many people that all are there to do the same thing is, and play some roller derby? Loud. <laughs> um. Loud. Loud, yes. Oh. It was so loud. So if you're not familiar with how the tracks were set up, this is a little brief. Let me just run this down for you. So you it's it's in like a literal like soccer basketball complex thing. Like there's like two soccer fields or something stupid and like three basketball uh courts like just in a row. And I don't think they actually oh, wow. really had enough space because they had two tracks laid out and the yeah. ref lanes oh. touched. It was like, quite crazy. And so, no curtains, no no way to, like, you know, block mm-hmm. the noise of the other track. So, like, I don't know if, Thrasher, I don't know if you had this situation ever while you were playing, but were there points where your team or yourself, you were, like, you know, you, you heard the jam be called off, but it was, like, the other track's jam, and you kind of like pause for a second because you're like wait was that my like are we done or was that the other team that's um, playing done there was only probably about one time where i was like wait what but like i don't know i know that they used the two different like whistle tones which were supposed to help but it's hard to tell the difference that's for sure it was mm. it was super cool and amazing and huge but at the same time i was like i know on track b2 when i went to go like watch some things you could hear the noise like it echoed over to track b so it was definitely worse over there compared to track a which i was lucky enough to get to play on track a the entire weekend so that helped i was on track b so <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i was on track b the whole week no yeah there were definitely times where like i for sure thought that it was called off on my side and it was but like our jams kept going oh, and I don't know if that was just like, yeah, I don't know what that whole situation was, but I'm like, I like it was literally called because, you know, I'll look over to my ref and like they're signaling the call off, um, but, the but there'd still be cool. people like, 
Yeah, they're still like, because they, you know, you just can't tell. And I think it was just coaches were telling their teams like, hey, just keep skating until you're for sure that it's <laughs> like a hundred percent for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. And and you know, huh. that was kind of that was kind of weird. <laughs> um, and I have a question um, for Thrasher. I already asked Shelby like back a couple episodes ago. How did you prepare for Botus? Was it different than you would for like, I guess, a regular competitive team, or was it even more? Um, I don't want to say like try hardy because it's not, but like, were you putting in more effort because you wanted to do well at Botus, or was it about the same? Um, well, recently, so I always have been doing strength training, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't say this is because of Botus. It more has to do with like my major in college and like just learning more knowledge, as well as um, I recently got on Ground Controls Denver's men's team. I'm the first ever girl to be on it. That's cool. Um, That's that's awesome. Uh, But because of that, I started adding in more like plyometrics to my training just because that teaches Mm -hmm. more explosion and power compared to just like lifting heavy things and dropping them because that's way more fun to me. But (laughs) yeah, I've actually gone that route too. So I've been working out for quite a while too, like just strength training. But I, right before Botus, I was told, you know, you're probably going to jam quite a bit. Cause like I'm a pivot and I like prepare for that type of stuff, but yeah. I'm not like totally just a set jammer. You know what I mean? Like definitely, hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. Like I could probably I could probably get better endurance and better you know all that stuff. And I was like, well, I'm gonna prepare because I know these blockers are probably gonna be really good, and I need to be explosive and fast. Mm-hmm. So I've been working on like plyo stuff and just like explosive training. And working on quickness, because I, I think of myself as kind of slow a little I, bit. So yes. I was like, me too. I need to pick, I need to pick that <laughs> up. Because <laughs> I, can, I can plow through. Like, I can, like, you know, shove my way through. But I want to be one of those jammers that are really good at being just, like, quick and cool jumpy. Stuff. and <laughs> Yeah, I want to do the cool stuff. What the heck, man? Yeah. Like, so, so I started working on that. And I really actually do feel more like an athlete. Mm-hmm working on that stuff rather than just being strong i do i agree with that as well because like i always i have like my backup plan anytime i have to jam is i'm like i can i can drive for a lifetime i was like just don't give them pack and i'm good i was like i will drive Mm -hmm. for a lifetime and find my way out but like no i've been lately trying to do like jumpy spinny cool stuff and i've been practicing at practice and stuff and i don't know it's hard especially because i'm like my love is pivoting blocker mm-hmm. love it and right. i like to jam once or twice in a game i'm like okay i'm good i did my job we're done that was fun but like <laughs> in our last game um against alberta um we knew that they had thicker like heavier hitting walls and so my team was mm-hmm. like okay yeah you're definitely gonna have to jam because they like to hit all the way through <laughs> to the lines and a lot of our jammers like to like do twinkle toes on the line and stuff so I was right. like, okay, got to get in the mindset mm-hmm. for jamming. Got to get ready. I'm, I'm going to fly. Be light on my feet. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally, I think I get that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and it's so much easier to just jump them, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't have to put any effort right? in. You just jump and you're ready. <laughs> Let's go at it. That's one thing I think, um, like, I've noticed going into, like, an adult league is less, I guess, veteran adult skaters do stuff like that. I don't know. Have you guys noticed that, like, when I jam in comparison to a jammer that's been playing on the adult league for five plus years, 
they rarely and like some of them are even scared to jump the apex they're like i can't do that <laughs> like i i was like <laughs> me um but i i don't know like i feel like well also everybody's jamming styles are different and that's what makes it like really cool right but i don't know i feel like more adult skaters don't really do like that spinny fun stuff i don't know maybe i'm wrong I yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've been really contemplating that this past weekend. Like, I mean, for a while, I'm like, what kind of jammer am I like when I have to jam? You know what I mean? And I don't know. Like, I know I can push well, but, you know, just trying to figure that stuff out, I think, is important. Like, you know, what am I actually really good at? And, like, honing in on those skills. Um, but just watching the gameplay at BOTUS and then kind of, like, referring back to WFDDA uh, gameplay like nationals and different things like that I feel like the jammers rely heavily on offense yes, um, I, saw that as well. I think there I think there are and I mean really good jammers like snot rocket and uh, Kate Sarasara like those are good jammers but they we're not getting through (laughs) and i think it's just the walls were so good Mm -hmm. and i think that that in general like the really good teams they just have such good defense that their jammers like just don't live up to that almost like you need just a little bit of offense or whatever and i think that's where a lot of teams were at fault because you know they're not comfortable with one another enough because they're just kind of like a mix-up team or whatever and so the offense wasn't coming when it needed to come just little quick bursts of offense so some of the jammers weren't able to really um get a little bit of space or whatever to get through um and you could just see them kind of looking for it yeah but i I don't know what you're saying though like because there were so many times where like they're such amazing jammers why aren't they getting through yet or like oh my gosh they've been pushing forever or getting recycled and recycled and it's like that little bit of offense is so key and they're so mm-hmm. used to it when you play with your own home team that when you get on these like mix of teams it just they don't they don't know how to read their own jam yeah exactly right just awkward and then but then when you look at these players you know and you look at them with their home team and you see them play for gotham and stuff and dominate like they're genuinely good jammers yeah when they play for their home team like they do the crazy stuff but they just can't do it here because you know it's awkward but i think that like when you get to that higher level defense is so strong that it's like almost hard for jammers to do the really 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 Mm -hmm. crazy stuff that like yeah i don't know and i think also as juniors we were smaller yeah (laughs) a little bit yes so you you know you have a little more space now these players are so Mm -hmm. big and strong (laughs) and it's crazy yeah what was but, it? So, Thrasher, how old are you, know. actually, if I can ask? Uh, I'm 21. 21, okay. So, when you aged out, what was it like for you? Like, as going from a junior league um, and playing juniors for so long, what was it like going up to the adults? Um, well, because I played USARS and I started when I was 15, um, mm-hmm. It, that definitely helped, as well as ever since when I did start when I was 10, my dad ended up playing roller derby for a little while. He played for the oh, Rattlesnake. so cool. Yeah. Well, in their practice. That's awesome. Really awesome. Well, the only reason why he started, too, is because he kept trying to tell me and my sister. She also played for a little while. She kept trying to tell us, though, like, what to do. And <laughs> like, you don't know. You don't play. And so then, of course, he had to start playing. And But 
their practice was right before my junior practice. So I, ever since I was 10, have been like skating with um, grown men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I feel like I don't, I don't know. It wasn't too difficult for me. Um, between USARS and WIFDA, definitely totally different when going from adult because there's way bigger, harder hits for mm-hmm. sure. And also when I was a kid, obviously the grown men weren't trying to kill me. And now when I play with grown men, you know, we're like, let's go. And they're not having yeah. to like look at my dad, you know, sitting next to him. So trying to get <laughs> Yeah. But um I definitely feel like I had to make some technique changes because especially mm-hmm. when I was on like I would say Los Anarchist, um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we all spent like a year just being perfectly in sync. We could read each other's mind, like we all had like this amazing like footwork and the exact same like we played so much the same. Like, I want to say, like, we were literally, like, robots. Like, we are... No, The yeah. precision was on, though. Like, it was just amazing. Was, and then when I go yeah. to, like, adult, everyone's been playing for different lengths and time. It has different background and training. So it's, like, all these different kinds of skaters mash. Mm-hmm. And so trying to find where you fit into that, and it's not just, like, we're all just perfect puzzle pieces that fit together, was really different. Mm-hmm. So what, I, you know, we can cut this out, but I've been nosy for a while <laughs> about too. this, okay? We can keep it in. We can keep it in, but I've been nosing, okay. okay? So Angel City. Yeah. Did you play for Angel City or did you? No, I did not. So actually I played. You did not. I played for, uh, first I was only in Arizona um, for a little while. Okay. Yeah, so I played for um, the Phoenix Derby Brats, which was also the Major Pains which turned into the Teen Terrors. Um, and as as the Teen Terrors, we went to Champs, I want to say in 2014 or 15. Really? Maybe 16. I don't know. It's the one in, Se- in uh, Seattle. but And that was a freaking blast. Amazing. We got our shit handed to us. <laughs> but it was amazing. And then um, at some point in Arizona, our teams kind of just fell apart. And I was like, I'm not done playing. I was like 15 being mm-hmm. the captain and like the coach of three people who would show up to practices and I was like wow. this is not right like, I, yeah. I I need to be pushed I want more and actually when I went to regionals before I went to that champs we went to California Merced where Mayhem is based out of mm-hmm. and I got mm-hmm. to watch them play and I remember like I was sitting on the wall with I don't know if you guys know like eat the poo poo and stuff but uh, he's like my brother. I literally love him. But me and him were like sitting on the wall and we were watching and I was like, I want to be like that. Like, I want to play with these people. And mm-hmm. that, that that Champs was actually the first time I ever saw like Love Tap and like really like notice him. And then like mm-hmm. him going head to head with Afro. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because Afro was like so small and Love Tab's six foot. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I just need to play this higher level derby. I'm obsessed. And right. So... Um, I like talked to my parents and I ended up getting the chance to go like go to a few practices and they were like you want to be on the team I was like yes and um, went to champs with them and it was so it was an amazing experience. that's crazy yeah but then that's awesome everyone aged out and I was still gonna stay with um California Mayhem because I, uh-huh. I they were my team like once you're my team I don't know I've I'm just extremely like loyal I can't help it but uh, I was also like, okay, but I can play in an open and a closed division. So I want to add another high-level team. And I wanted to be coached by Quad. I had talked to Quad a few times 
before mm-hmm. I played mm-hmm. um, in the Around the World that was actually, it was like hosted at the Angel City Warehouse after like a tournament and stuff. And he was on the line mm-hmm. and he was like asking everyone um, like what position they played. And I was like a blocker, alternate jammer. And then he had me jam and I like excelled. And he was like, okay, alt. And <laughs> he, yeah, like he literally called me alt for like the next few years. Um, but so when I decided that I wanted to play for an open and a closed division, I was like, I want to go to Los Anarchist. And so then I just <laughs> stuck with Los because California Mayhem unnecessarily, like it had died after Love Tap left, freaking like JB and KB, like, you know, and Zenbad and like all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be playing at a high level. I want to be coached by this coach. Like I want to get better. And yeah. so, yeah. You're doing it for yourself. Oh my goodness. No, this this all like sprouted from me being nosy about because he used to coach for um Angel City and a lot of the players played for Angel City. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know I didn't know if you knew about that whole like Yeah. How is Angel City still a team? But then Los Anarchists is now popped up and the head coach of Angel City is now <laughs> Los Anarchists. Yeah. Head coach. Well, even because, so there was three Arizona girls who played for California Mayhem. It first was me, and then there's two other girls who played in Tucson who were on the Team Terrors with me. And I also, like, they would sub for us. I would sub for them in Tucson as well. And that was um, Ionic Storm, Ayana. I don't know if you know her. And then also Booty Fly. And freaking amazing. And we all played in California <laughs> with Mayhem. And then Storm aged out. Booty was still going to Mayhem with me for a little while, but then she kind of stopped just because it was an 11-hour drive for me, and they're two hours farther. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. I was very Whoa. Okay. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. How how did you... How are you going to all these places? (laughs) Are your parents just, like, the best people in the world? Uh, Like, they really, really supported me in my dreams. Uh, My dad even, like, took a loan out of his 401k so that I could go to Barcelona, Spain. Like, they... Like, I did some fundraising, and we worked our hardest, but, like, we would just drive up there. We would do our best. Like, we we don't... We live paycheck to paycheck. I still live with my parents, but that's why I'm debt-free from college. So that's awesome. Same. (laughs) Yeah, no, but it was insane. So literally the best. Shout out to mom, yeah. mom and dad thrasher. Yeah, mom and dad thrasher. <laughs> literally, literally the best. Oh my goodness, that was a that's lot. Awesome, though. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, I'm a no, I'm a Los Anarchist fangirl. <laughs> like, Ooh, I remember oh, I remember yeah. when I was a junior and like uh, you guys won champs for the first time. I was so mm-hmm. happy. I mean, I was there. Well, yeah, you were. The first jam I was both anarchists went to, we were cheated out of. Not even going to lie. Go watch the clip. I'm in the last uh... jam. They put me into jam. We were jamming against Santa Cruz. I was jamming, and they called me on a multiplayer. And what? The, the score, I think, was like one point. Like, we were one point ahead or something. I don't – I have a clip of it. But I got called on that penalty, and that's why we lost the game. And I was like, are you serious? Because we should have – we got third in our first champs in Philly. And we should have gotten first. And also, it was mm-hmm. like almost impossible for a team to be alive for one year and make it to champs, and we right. did it. And that was I, the craziest yeah. part. I know. I was sweating and crying. <laughs> sweating and crying. Everybody play. Like, literally, I just remember, like, you know when you, like, watch, like, it doesn't even live up to this past weekend. We had, like, so many close games. Like, yeah. It was crazy. I don't know. It doesn't even live up to those. Like it doesn't even live up. Oh my gosh, Emma, I don't know if you watched this. We gotta we gotta exploit this one. So 
the final was really good, but the game that I BD versus Colorado. Okay. Yes, yeah. yes. That game was insane. I don't want to say it wrong, so I say BD. Yeah, I don't know if I'm saying it right either. But... Black Dysphoria? <laughs> oh, Black Dysphoria. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. Black Dysphoria, are we all agreeing that that's kind of how... We're saying that for today. I think that's you know, we might be BD. saying it wrong. I apologize. <laughs> We're calling it BD, Black Dysphoria. Um, they played... I don't know, did you watch that game? Emma? No, I didn't. It was intense. Okay, so what happened? What happened was they had, I don't know exactly how many seconds were on the clock when the jam started. What was supposed to be the final jam. Mm -hmm. So, um, Colorado Jammer gets through, gets lead, ends up, you know, outpointing or, you know, getting a, getting a lead change on, um, BD. Yep. And they were, and I think they go to the box. Too. Well, so first it started off, I even rewatched this with my entire team and we talked about it, but like, so first bd was ahead they had that final jam they literally called it off four seconds too early because the, there was still time on the game clock and because of that yes. it gave bd a chance to call a That's, timeout one yes. uh, called so colorado sorry go ahead. colorado called it specifically sorry just just to just to hone it down again specifically colorado called it off with like four seconds on the clock i thought nate was going to dig himself a grave and bury himself into it colorado's coach he took his hat off jumped about five feet into the air threw it on the ground and then yeah i don't know i thought he might yeah yeah no it was kind of crazy like yeah i gave them an opportunity to call a timeout yes and the other team they barely got their timeout because where their bench was was behind all the refs and so you see bd's uh bench coach come out screaming timeout timeout like, <laughs> she's awesome i don't know who she do you know who no she clue, is but pretty cool person. she's the cutest girl i've ever seen she had the best definitely the best game day outfits yeah. out of everybody they weren't they weren't cocky little suits that a lot of the men wear they weren't you know mm -hmm. sweatpants like it was just the cutest <laughs> Anyway, she calls that timeout. Yeah. And you can take it away. Oh, I was her. just going to say, the next jam was freaking insane. So somehow they ended up getting also, like, another jam after this. But so, like, they had Cosmo for jamming for Colorado. And I don't know the jammer who was jamming for BD. No, I don't remember who it was. But I don't remember either. What happened, um, as soon as the jam starts, Cosmo gets hit. And she lands with one hand down and out. Oh, but she uh, was yes. still in. Yes. Two of the blockers yeah. ran back to drag her back, but she uh -huh. was still in. So she got up, but the one girl mm -hmm. was still standing there. And then she actually hit her all the way down. Like she only had one hand out of bounds, but her body fell. So, and then she got up and kept going because now all the BD ran back to drag her back. One, mm -hmm. the jam ref gave her lead. The outside OPR said that she cut track. But since the jam ref didn't see the cut track, she immediately called it because now there's no time left on the clock and they were already ahead like one, two points. Uh... Um, but then they were like, what the heck? And they ended up calling an official and doing another jam after that because they were like, she illegally called it off. But uh -huh. technically there was no time left on the jam clock. So it was like ref's discretion, I assume. Because I've never mm -hmm. seen anyone yeah, add like, a jam after there's no it was time crazy. left. crazy. They just added a jam. And everybody in the building was like literally chanting. That's yeah. One more jam. It was insane. So there was no time on the clock. They just added another jam. Because she illegally called it off. 
Mm-hmm. She illegally calls it oh, off. Yeah, and then after that's that, an like, interesting situation. So, that was about the craziest. But yeah, still. Anyways, when I watched the where I was going with this was when I watched the Los Anarchist games. I feel like y'all had a few tight games, oh, but so many. I was like always like I was like shivering and throwing up. And <laughs> I will say, and I don't know why. I don't know if I was just like hormonal or something because <laughs> I was God. a teenager. Like I don't know what was going on, but I just remember the whole. There was so much energy. Yeah. And I think just junior the uh, the the vibe. There's just more like. I'm gonna say. I it. I'm gonna say it. I think like 20. I want to say like 2017 to 2019. JRDA was like its prime. I don't know if anybody else. Oh yeah, one hundred. Like it was the craziest players coming yeah, out. Yeah, like twenty seventeen until twenty nineteen. Champs was like so much fun to watch. The players were insane. Like I just, and I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm getting older, and then I like see and I coach the junior league here. I'm like you guys are so small, and like you're not that <sighs> big. Like the kids that I were playing Dang. against were huge. Like I genuinely Wait. thought they were twenty two years old. Like they're. I sh- right oh my god i tried to explain that to people like my boyfriend didn't get a watch my current boyfriend did not get a watch jrda in that prime setting mm-hmm. and he's seen like junior games now and junior games like in 2020 and i'm like babe they weren't like this back in the day no, i'm like player. i swear when i went to when i went to like nationals i'm a big person like i'm like five nine i way quite a bit like i'm a bigger human being and i'm like babe everybody was like my size yeah right no like everybody was so big unless you were like a jammer like everybody was tall and like fairly built at least big like average <laughs> and it was crazy well it's not like we're discre- and now we're, not discrediting, just so we're not discrediting like the junior the junior jrda now like they're they're doing great things like we love we love those kids they're just not big, they're just not big. like your I know parents, you... your parents got better. <laughs> like you, you guys like DCM. Those boys that they had. What? Oh my gosh, like where did yeah. they find? They were six something. Where did they find like, these I, kids? Oh. Literally, I was on freaking when I was on Mayhem, and we were at Champs in Colorado playing against them. I remember I was like sixteen, but I was tiny then. I was tinier. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever <laughs> compared to them. <laughs> and I remember hitting bumper car as hard as I could. I was trying to play <laughs> offense, and I literally just bounced off of him. And I was like, "What the heck?" I was, just, I was, like, I was like a fly just hitting him, not moving him. It was so. Sad. He's like, "What is this? like?" I mean, is- these are players, y'all. Like these were football player mm-hmm. men, yeah. like playing road. And these co-ed teams would have like not just two guys on. No, would be half they'd the have. Team. Like, half the team like i remember i went to regionals in tulsa and that was the first time i ever saw river city riot and i don't know if you guys are familiar with river city riot they were kind of like they're kind of like a one-hit wonder for a little bit oh my god they were a team for a couple (laughs) no they were a team for a couple years now they're not a team anymore like they literally like popped up and then disappeared like i don't know what that whole situation was but we played them they all wore bandanas on their face for warm-up oh whoa they took those bandanas off we were like dear lord there's 27 men on the (laughs) team we were like god and that was the team where i don't know if you guys know who joe hurt is he's big joe hurt started playing for he's a big boy (laughs) like i swear we had we had hitting pads on my home team, like the chick whips, we had like the hitting pads. We literally named that hitting pad Joe. Oh my god! Because like that mother was huge. We were like, the goal is to knock him down. Literally. That's funny. So big. I don't know if you guys remember Baby from Foco. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Huge yeah. girl. 
a huge girl. I, uh, so strong. Literally a tank. I remember every time we went to go play Santa Cruz, we were like, why are they so big and tall? I don't know <laughs> what Santa Cruz team. They are just freaking always the tallest, bro. I was like, oh. Like, I remember, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just these days, it's like, I don't know if COVID, like, infected everybody and, like, stunted growth. <laughs> Stunted like, we aren't trying gross. to knock like skills or anything totally, but like back in the day, everybody was really good and really yeah. big. Yeah, <laughs> and they they were intimidating. Crazy. I don't know. Like the kids were intimidating. Yeah. Like I I had never I've never gone to a champs or anything, but like always watching or then like going to tournaments where a lot of like those teams would go to before champs and seeing them, they were always so intimidating. Like they'd have those like ten advisors and like they're super. Like decked like before during no. warm ups they'd be decked oh up gosh. like DCM when I saw them, they were like decked out yeah. in like champs t shirts and stuff and I'm like you guys are s-. that was the moment when I saw them I was like hey I want to be like them one day. They're oh they're cohesive outfits yeah and they're like they're like like Thrasher was saying like they were real well and a, a lot of those players were, um, Los Anarchist players right. Yeah well yeah a handful for sure. Mm-hmm. Our last year, we definitely even got more. But, yeah, it was – I swear, when you do juniors, it's – we're all one unit. Like, mm-hmm. they made us – like, we all had matching slides and jackets and <laughs> uniforms. And yeah, I remember. That's so it was sick. Louis Anarchist for, like, a couple years was the goal. So I was running um, – as a junior, I was run- running the old Chick Whips Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I would like look at I would like I would like hunt down I'd like be scoping out your posts I'm like what are they posting, I'm like we have to we have to make our everything just like mm-hmm. them because that's what's that's what's wanted that right was now the goal, like, everything yeah. they're doing, everything they're doing is what everybody else wants to do so like if you know if we catch it quick then we'll be good like we were still in y'all's like warm ups <laughs> like everybody I swear everybody was doing it because everybody wanted to be just mm-hmm. like that like. Because y'all were so cohesive. I think that was the most cohesive team I've ever seen, like, play-wise, skill-wise. Yeah. You guys literally were robots. No, and, then, and it was, like, so big reg. If we were not wearing full booty shorts under our full leg- our leggings, we were not allowed to play. She would get Whoa. so mad. And we all had to have our hair put back. Like, you could not let it down or anything like that. We had to have it, like, in braids or up somehow just in case it was covering your number. Like, it was so, like, you must do this 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 when we walked in and we went into venues we always would walk in in the perfect uh pace line like and we were not allowed to go like do a whole bunch of crazy socializing or anything like that because we were there for a mission we were there to win you were not allowed when we went and traveled we were not allowed to go explore the city in the middle of the tournament you do that after the turn like i like i'm saying literally robots like it was one of the best experiences of my life but like we were on a very strict like regimen mm-hmm. I think, I think that that is where roller derby should go. Yeah, me too. because that's how sports teams are. That's how sports teams are. Mm-hmm. They're serious, and they're their coaches are for real. Yeah. They're legit, and a lot of that. It, I mean, it's a lot of pressure, but sometimes that stuff does come down to you and being focused. Yeah. Um, I remember the first champs, and I, I mean, I have mixed emotions about this guy, but. Let's bring up Des Moines for a minute. Oh, so Des Moines Forever was really good. They're a really mm-hmm. good team. But their their coach was kind of an a-hole, like a little bit. Like, bless his soul, he 
he made a good team yeah. for a long time. But, like, you know, if they lost a game, he would take them out. And my dad ended up telling me this because he used to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> he used to be a smoker. So he'd be, like, outside socializing with people. But um, he, he was going out to smoke, and they were all sitting down outside the the venue against the wall. And their coach was literally just like, you know, you guys have to be more focused. You lost this game because you guys weren't in the right headspace. You guys weren't, you know, yeah, thinking right. Like, you guys are so good. Mm-hmm. And you just goofed up because of your attitude or your thoughts or, you know what I mean? You're just not thinking right. And he was just dogging on them. Have you guys? Which I think is kind of. Sorry. What I was, was just going to ask if you guys noticed in the adults the lack of, like, mental game compared to yes like they freak out at such little things or like yell at refs and stuff like that and like yeah they don't know how to like get their head in the right mind space of like competing to where i'm like bro you you can't yell at the refs you can't change the refs stop yelling Mm -hmm. at them like you have to change the way you're playing like i don't know like i've watched like entire like we've had games where like they've just kind of like fallen apart all because like they don't know how to get their head in the right space. And I think it's mm-hmm. crazy just because they'll, they'll call me mom and I'm the youngest one on the team. So I'm right. like, okay, mom. Because I'm like, bro, this is what we're going to do. Like, everyone quit complaining. I was like, don't uh-huh. complain about things you can't change. Like, yeah. change. People are like, people always ask me, they're like, Shelby, are you like, are you like having a good time? I'm like, no, this is like my happy face. Like, I'm having a great <laughs> I'm time. Great. I'm just focused. I'm focused. Yeah. Like, I I had I had a boyfriend of a skater that I skate with on my home team. She came up to me and was like, "Yeah, my boyfriend was like, he thought you were so like, you know, you were looking all angry or like <laughs> upset." And I'm like, "No, I'm just not having emotions because I'm focused. Like, I'm paying attention to what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I'm having a great time." Yeah, you're like, I'm but, so involved right now, but like, I'm having a great <laughs> time. But I'm like, I'm in it. Like, I just can't. I can't. I don't have time to be like. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! <laughs> like, let's go. Are you guys excited? <laughs> yeah. And and I think that that also goes down to like my personality is just kind of like that. But I don't have time to be thinking like that. I'm having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> I swear, I'm having the time of my life right now. I know exactly. Uh, I'm just so focused. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the rough thing. Yes. That happened so like during a scrimmage. It was like our first scrimmage back for the adults, and like some teammate got mad about a call and she like made it her life's miss miss out a little bit um during a scrimmage there was a teammate of mine that like made it her life's miss- mission to like pointed out to the ref that it was wrong and i'm like what if what you did was wrong and like you're not <laughs> right like what like i, I yeah. genuinely don't under i don't understand like arguing with refs i get like asking questions and a polite manner but like otherwise that's the only time you should be talking to a ref like you shouldn't be like because you're your own person and like they see an outside perspective so like what i don't know people are very entitled to (laughs) to like think that they're above an official you're totally oh my goodness i've not experienced as much just like negativity coming from players than i did this past weekend actually i just feel like there were a lot of skaters that i mean there were a lot of penalties this weekend yes. also um, this weekend, was... can someone please explain to me um this is driving me insane every single time there was a split pack and the person from the backpack moved to fix it 
the ref would call it a destruction, not a failure to reform, a destruction. And I was like, that's the wrong. You're okay if you're gonna call him on the penalty, call him on the right penalty because that's not it. They were fixing yeah. it. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's I don't. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know. The refs were, you know, they were questionable. They were what we had. I, <laughs> I after every single game go up to the refs and thank them. I try to shake their hands if yes. they're not busy, and I always say mm-hmm. that I appreciate them. We wouldn't be here without them because they don't like they don't get paid. They're coming mm-hmm. here and they're not even like I don't know how I could never be a ref. I would get too distracted watching, like <laughs> so. Right. I'm like I always super like appreciate them and everything, but. At this last photo, and it was right. that one call yeah. was driving me insane. I was like, "Stop calling that a destruction! <laughs> it's not." Yeah. What? Yes. It, I mean, like I said, it's just it, they were what we had, and we can't. You can't really argue with it because you're not gonna. You're not gonna be the one to change right. the call yeah. when you're, you know, not exiting the track and then, you know, getting mm-hmm. another penalty for just standing there and throwing your arms around right. and mouthing back. Like words. I get being like, upset about it's it. It's not helping you. I get being upset about it, but there's no reason to like try and change it like without an official review i guess is like the only way i guess you can try to change yeah, it yeah nothing's going to change so you might as well just shut up you're hurting your team more than helping exactly them. and plus you're out there to be skating not like yelling at refs or like talking i was like if you're talking to a ref or yelling at them then you're not playing the game and that means you're not right. doing what you're supposed to do stop watching start playing like right like i i had i i had a power jam like I was jamming right and I ended up getting a penalty and I went off the track and there were some lovely California skaters that were kind of like watching my game and they were like hey you know it's like I mean I wasn't probably visibly showing I was upset I was probably just like you know you know you're just kind of like I hate getting a penalty um but they were like hey like you're all good you are still going to have 30 seconds to go score points after your penalty's done. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how you have to think about it. Like, you just kind of have to forget about it. So I'm in the box. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have 30 seconds to maybe get three rounds, maybe, if I'm, like, you know, really efficient and fast. Yeah. Since you said um, that. You just kind of have to. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, you just kind of have to think progressive instead of, like, well <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say that's one thing that i love like compared to all the rules because i also played bank track for a while and it, i hate at bank track you don't serve your penalties till after because if i'm getting a penalty then i need to go sit in timeout for 30 seconds or else because you no know, sometimes then they just pile on and it's all of a sudden like okay i just got three penalties all at once on bank track and that is insane and i like the timeout that we have for the whistle rules dirty murder usars all the above Mm-hmm. I like the timeout of going to the box. You get to reset. You get to fix it. Come back out. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's how many times have you? Play. How many times have you played bank track? Um, I played for about a year and a half on the minor assaults. I went to battle of the bank. We won. I got MVP overall. Yeah. That was fun. Um, that's then, cool. <laughs> life got super busy with Los Anarchists, is what it was. So that's why. I wasn't able to continue skating with them because I, I was on my USARS team and I kept staying on that because I was on the Team USA for that, as well mm-hmm. as um, Los Anarchists because Jardier is by far my number one, or Murda with the open division. Anything co-ed is my number one rule set. I love playing with men. It's a lot nice. of fun. Mm. Yeah. Same. That's what I, mi- yeah. I miss, open division. Yeah. Hits different. Just, yeah, there's something about having the big hits as well as like having the strategy. That's just, I love it. 
I, it, mm-hmm. I just love it. I'm obsessed. Said that way too many times. I, um, I'm just around, you know what I mean? I'm like nosy and I'm just like around the town type thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know exactly how this would work, but I was approached via a message from a junior skater that said, wanted to somehow maybe next year, maybe fabricate a team to go to BOTUS, but it's like, yeah. Oh, yes, that's yeah. So cool. <laughs> yep, I've heard about it. Okay. To make a, a aged out junior team for um uh what is that big derby event in Vegas called? Oh, <laughs> RollerCon? RollerCon, yes. I got my ticket for that. But he wants to do an aged out team for RollerCon as well, which I think that's would be so badass. So gonna, if that could happen, we would yeah. murder everyone. <laughs> yeah, so I got that. I got that little message from somebody, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm totally interested. I love him. He knows who I am, so I'm gonna send yeah. him a sketchy little Be message." Like, hey, put my name in. <laughs> hey, <laughs> wink, wink. wink. <laughs> like, you really wanted me to play for you. Will you still take me? That's so cool. <laughs> hey, I got MVP Parker of photos. Yeah, I'm like, I got that MVP Parker. Show him the trophy. Like, Show him the trophy. Yeah, I'm going to show you. Yeah, you want to see the trophy? <laughs> get it in the mail. Yeah, as soon as I send him a picture of that. So I heard through the grapevine, actually. But, yeah, that'd be really awesome, I think. I've been wanting to do something like that just in general. Like, I don't know. Just having a big mashup or something I think would be really awesome. A nice little reunion. Literally. Can we just, like, yeah, a little, a little reunion going, bro? That's what I'm H-L saying. H.L. Juniors. Like Let's a reunion. Yeah, like, I'm sure there would be quite a few people that would do it if you just, Oh, for like... sure. Well, there's so many of us that are still I'd playing roller just... derby. Like, there's so many... This is so cool to see also, like, online, a bunch of people that are going to, like, adult leagues. For, like, example, Little Regulator, like, going to Rose City and playing with Rose City. Like, that is so... Right? Also, she's... Mm-hmm. Me and Shelby are so jealous. Um, I want to be her. But, like, it's so cool to see so many... Like, even on my own team, like... There's a few of us that played on the junior league, and now we're playing for our adult A team. Right? I know. It's so exciting. It's freaking, it's so cool. We're taking I, over. There were, <laughs> there were so many skaters at BOTUS. There was Blink Blink from Texas. Mm-hmm. There was me, who skid from um, Canada. Yeah. Uh, there was Spaz from New York. So many on Colorado. Was, oh, yeah. Poppers. Yeah, all the, literally. <laughs> Hippie. Um, yeah, we had Hippie Popper. Freaking, uh, I can't think Breezy. of all their names right now. I'm, I'm, I'm at a blank. Was Breezy win there? <laughs> all of them. Yeah. Yes, Breezy was there. Um, yeah. That all is of so them. sick. Literally all of them. Although there was like, yeah, it was crazy. There was like, a, I think a Kalamazoo skater. I can't remember. Drawbreaker or like Jose something. I don't remember. I think that's what it was. Um, I'm awesome. They were there. There are so many people there. It was crazy. There was Murph from Florida. I met her. She was awesome. Yeah. She played for Duval. Um, literally the most beautiful skater I've ever seen. I love her. Whoa. But yeah, it was insane. The takeover. Literally, that's what Coming. we can call it, bro. The takeover. The takeover. The takeover. The JRDA takeover. Let's go. For real. Shoot. It'd be whiff of a, a takeover. We're adults. 
I know, right? Yeah, the with the takeover. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, somebody message us if you want to help coordinate a team or a game or a mashup or an event <laughs> with all of us. Shoot. Maybe we'll have to put. Maybe we'll have to put some posts out there. Who's interested? I have, <laughs> I have venues here that we can get for cheap or for free. Let me know. Yo. Uh, Thrasher's got the hookup. <laughs> Do we speak? Do. Some, should we speak some interest? Should we? Should we peak the interest? We could post it. We got a lot of alums on our yeah, page. Yeah, shoot. Yeah, I know. We could peak the interest. Should Should we? Should we? we should, Somebody yeah. comment below. Well, <laughs> in charge of it. Shoot, I have a. We have a. The place where I skate with my Casa Grand team, indoor, and we also have an outdoor track that's pretty nice. So you know, it is out in Casa Grand, which is like the middle of nowhere of Arizona, but. Um, shoot. Hey, no rules, right? <laughs> yeah. I've been meaning to ask because I had a we have a ex or not ex like an, a refing alum that used to ref um our home team for like I don't even know since like 2008. He recently moved to Arizona and he was like, oh no worries about like keeping me involved. Like I'm gonna be heavily involved in like the Arizona um skating scene. Or like derby scene, is it like a really? Yeah. I I I mean I can tell, but like how big is that entire community? Because it seems like there's a lot going on for roller derby in that area. It's actually quite big, but also kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like divided, I guess. Oh. Because oh. we definitely have a bunch of sister leagues, and then not so much. Hey, my parents, I was in middle school, and do you remember the, uh, it was like the Junior Olympics? Yeah. Yes, I do. I was in middle school, my parents said, you can't do it this year, wait till next year when you're in high school. It never happened again. I still tell them. Yeah. You didn't let me do it, it never happened again. (laughs) I know, I know, yeah. I actually, I didn't end up trying out for that, unfortunately. I was just like, it was just such a, I was just young and I don't know. Yeah. Didn't really understand. We had three players actually end up going though, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I don't know if we really have anything else. To I have talk one about. last thing. I okay. I Emma's noticed, got one last thing. I don't know because I'm I'm nosy too, and then I've also just like been interested in myself, and so I guess I'm just like asking for advice or like how you do it. But I've noticed that you do like either clinics or just like private skating lessons, not skating lessons, but like private lessons. How did you one why why did you want to start doing that and then two um like how did you go about is it just people in your area that were like asking about it because you're so talented or like what was your incentive I guess Well so the first thing that happened was one of I used to be coaching the juniors down here but then um it kind of got taken over the adult league stepped in and took it over I changed the dates and it did not work with my college or my like work schedule and so I was like, I'm sorry, guys, I can't coach you. I love you, but I can't coach you. <laughs> and one of the moms reached out to me, and she was like, I I want personal training from you. Oh, that's like, so cool. What is it going to take? And I was just like, okay, well, and we figured it out. And then, like, every Monday now, I, ha- I personal train for about three hours. Everyone has an hour time slot. My first one is a one-on-one um, with a great friend. And then my next one is a, I call it, it's my intermediate footwork, and it's adults. And then the, after that, I have my advanced junior group, 
Um, and then every once in a while, I still do like one-on-ones. I might be having one this Friday, mm. depending on the weather. It's been kind of rainy out here. <laughs> but then the clinics, it's just something that people like have reached out and asked like, hey, you want to run a clinic here? And I was just like, sure, why not? Like, I've never done one. <laughs> Sounds fun. That's so and, cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I like the best, I haven't done too many yet and I would love to do more. But um, if you're listening, I went to California. Mm-hmm. I was like, I went to California, I did one with Los Anarchists, and then the next day I went to the Foxtails and did one with them. That one was insane. So that was actually my second ever, like, full clinic that I've ever done, mm-hmm. and there was, like, over 50 people. Whoa. Like, I had no clue what to do or how to coach 50 people. I mean, like, I was prepared to do, like, maybe 30. Like, that's a lot, mm-hmm. but, like, you can't fit 50 people on a track, like, oh, no. doing skills. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. But it was great that they had a huge space. Mm-hmm. So, But I definitely had to like reblock things and that was insane. But um, on it, they're just kind of, it just it was opportunities that came and it was something that I've always talked about. So as soon as it like came actually like to light that I could actually do it, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's actually do this. Like, this is scary, cool, but let's do That's it. That's really awesome. And you're making, you're making, yeah. like you said, you want to make it a career and you're like, you're making it happen. I feel like that's yeah. like, like one of the biggest things that roller derby athletes can do is by doing stuff like that, doing clinics and teaching others. Cause people pay, like people, pay, like I've done it, like Lady Trample came and then Scald Eagle mm-hmm. came and like you pay good money, yeah. but you get what you want out of it, you know? And I will 100% mm-hmm. say like my favorite way of personal training or like, any of the clinic things that I've done is the one-on-one mm. because then I get to get on this like lower level with a with the skater of like what exactly do you want to learn what skills do we need to build up on what do you have and I'm able to like literally just spend so much time watching their feet sometimes like I'll literally just have them be doing whatever move I want them to do and I just continually watch their feet and I'm like okay so you're not putting your weight on the right side of your foot here like I need you to like alter this mm-hmm. or that like you know and it's it's a lot of freaking fun it's so cool and i don't know and i also think a big thing that helps me be able to coach with so many different people is the fact that i've had so many different coaches mm-hmm. that allows like because every coach coaches differently mm-hmm. so now i've heard everything in so many different ways that it really allows me to like just explain things in different ways and that like you find out what connects to each person the best and yeah yeah I like that. Your derby IQ is probably very, very high. I would not be surprised. It's like off the charts. <laughs> when I was, probably when I was a kid on every single, so I had a derby binder. Um, I would print out a new rule book every single year. And on every single trip I would go, I'd bring it with me. And in the car or wherever we were going, I would read it and I would bring, I would always have like little highlighters and sticky notes yeah. and I would go through and read them. Any questions I had, I'd put a sticky note on the page with the question and I'd go to like whatever ref was around, you know, and just like ask them, like, can you explain this to me or whatever better? And then also on the car rides, I would make random questions about it mm-hmm. and I would ask my parents, I'd be like, true or false, if you have one hand down, is it a cut, you know, Whoa. like when all that came out and then... <laughs> We would just like mm-hmm. have our conversations in the car only about derby rules. I love so, that. I, yeah, that's so cool. Like, 
I studied more for that than I did school. And that's what I was about to say. I was yeah. I I feel like I relate to you on that. Like I would I would spend more time on and I still do. I spend more t- time on derby stuff than I ever did with anything else in my life. And I wouldn't change Literally. it. <laughs> Neither would I. <laughs> I was like, can I take a derby that course in college? Cool. That'd be worth Dude, money. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, on to right. something with that one. Let's go. Hey. You no, know, cool. yeah, we did talk about, you know, roller derby on a college level. It's starting to spark. Yeah, yeah. Can we get that? Can we get that in like the sports classes For or real? something? Yeah. Like, come on. Totally agree. Okay, now I think we, we don't really have <laughs> anything else. If you have any questions for us, you can ask us. But if you don't, you also you don't have yeah. to ask anything. I did a minute ago, and I can't even remember it now. But oh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> We're all good. Um. So one last thing: where can we find you on social media? Maybe if someone's in your area and wants to do a little one-on-one mm-hmm. or a little clinic or any teams that want to do clinics, where can we find you? Um, on Facebook. Either my regular account, Macy BB, or B E E B E, or on Facebook as well. I have my Thrasher number 20 page, and on Instagram, it's Thrasher.20. Right. Nice. Awesome. So if anybody's ever interested, go find Thrasher. Mm-hmm. She does all the clinics and all the cool stuff. And, Check her out. And yeah, hire her. Yeah. Check her out. <laughs> hire her. <laughs> Well, it was it was wonderful talking to you today, Thrasher. It was a ball. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and thank everybody for listening to us. Ramble on. <laughs> Have a good rest Bye. of your day. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>